Promotional consideration paid for by the following. You're good, but let's be honest, you're not perfect. And that's not American. We strive to be number one in everything. Sports, politics, economics, homelessness, degeneracy. Los Santos is the home of beauty and glamour for the whole world. Live up to society's expectations. Play your part. Your body is a work of art. Don't leave it half finished. It's time for your creative plastic surgery. We'll make your face as tight as a drum. We'll suck fat out of your body with an industrial pump. Increase your confidence with fake breasts to ensure people know what you're all about. For the more adventurous, why not try an extra nose or three breasts? You know how much men like breasts. Can you imagine how wild they'll go for others? My wife was complaining that she did all the work. Carried the baby for nine months, had painful labor. It's not fair to her my nipples are useless. That's why I had creative plastic surgery. I got a set of udders installed. Now my son can suck my udders while I'm watching the game. The fellas at the bar love him too. Men never stared lasciviously at my ass. Then I had a tail attached. Now people can't stop looking. Beauty is not skin deep, it's less than that. Creative plastic surgery. Achieve your own utopia. Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift, episode 374, and I, of course, am your host, your funky leader, the greatest man who's ever lived. It's me, it's Matt, and I gotta say it, even though I'm not really sure that I mean it this time, but I am pumped for the show, because with me, as always, it's the light bearer, the light bringer, the light bearer, bringer, the beastmaster, Third Shift, it's Eric, and he's here to tell us how his week was. Hey, Eric, my good buddy. Hey, Eric, my dear friend. How was your week this week? Well, I'll tell ya. It has been pretty decent, all right? Pretty decent. Real life, recently, not so decent. Uh, once again, I'm falling apart. I'm an old man. I'm dying. But with that being said, we're still here. We're still recording because I'm going to live to be 120 freaking years old because of hatred and hostility and any negative emotion you can think of. I'll be there. But for right now, let's talk about some of that because there's one game alone I've played this week. And I'll tell you what, it's Alan Wake 2. And you want to talk about emotions, you want to talk about feelings, you want to talk about all that, Alan Wake 2's got it, man. All right? Mr. Snatch, Mr. Scratch, I call him, <laughs> that's an inside name, sorry. He's Mr. Scratch, I call him Mr. Snatch. He's an old wicked man, he's feeding off emotions from Alan Wake, and he's got it going. You don't know what's real, you don't know what isn't real, you don't know what's happening. He's rewriting narratives, Alan Wake's rewriting narratives. I have no idea who's who's real, who isn't. What is Mr. Scratch's narrative? What's Alan Wake's narrative going on? How do all these characters know about certain things and don't know about certain things? The FBC's handling it. I just told Matt the other day, I was like, oh, man, the FBC's finally in there. If you don't know, that's the Federal Bureau of Control, which, of course, if you didn't know also, that's from Control, the video game, which me and Matt talked about all the time back in the day when we played and had such a great time. I'm in it. I'm all over in it. I'm getting to this weird spot, though, where there are lots of baddies and lots of things happening, and I am starting to get low on ammo, low on light, low on this, low on that. And so I'm, I'm reaching that point where I'm like, is it me screwing up because I'm using too much of it, or am I about to get a big boost, you know, with via some, you know, not treasure chest, but well-placed items and things to pick up? I'm not too sure yet. So I'm in that weird spot right now where I'm trying to figure out if I'm supposed to be conserving more and not actually initiating battle with every single baddie I see, or if I just keep on going, persevere, and I'll find a bunch of items that'll, you know, 
replenish my sources and we'll keep moving on. So that part's always a little nerve wracking because then you start wanting to make the multiple saves just in case you are doing it wrong and then just blowing through too much ammo. And you're like, ah, crap. And then you get to that point where you're at a boss and you've got nothing. And you're like, well, I can't beat him unless you run to all the spots they give you to, you know, hey, here for the dummy who, who for the dummy who didn't save anything, if you get him to this pot, we'll we'll throw out three things of ammunition and this and that. I don't like that. I've never liked that. I know Matt doesn't like doing that. We all love going in super OP, super ready to go, smoking baddies, no problem. I don't like it when I got to struggle and clamor around and dodge and dive until I can miraculously get three more bullets to shoot at the the boss. Don't like it. Don't want to do it. So I'm in one of those zones right now where I'm kind of just trying to figure out whether I'm supposed to be conserving and running or just beating them up and moving forward. I don't want to speak too much to it just because, you know, spoilers and everything else. I mean, what I've said so far, I don't think it's too much of a spoiler for anything, but it's a fantastic game. Every day, I got that itch to play, which is the key sign that it's, you know, one of the top tier games right up on the forefront. So it's definitely going to be the discussion for Game of the Year. Don't know where it'll stand at this point because I haven't finished it, but having a blast nonetheless. And I'll tell you this, on, on the other real life front, I searched... I searched. I wanted to watch a movie. I want to go to the theater so bad. And there is nothing. There is nothing in the theaters that I give two poops about. And I'm like, where are the movies at, man? What is going on right now? Where's the movies at? I want to see something. Something good. But there is nothing that's drawing my interest. Well, you can't ask me where the movies are. Because I went into my app. I'm the Regal Unlimited member. a subscription service. Every month at the end, it goes, hey, here's your unlimited recap. And for the last two months, movies watched, zero. And I went into my app and I went, when's the last movie I saw? Oh, it was The Meg 2, and everybody knows how that went. August 15th or 17th. Now, to be fair, the last few weeks, I pop in, hey, what's new out? Nothing I'm interested in. What's new out? Nothing I'm interested in. What's new out? Mm -hmm. I know this week... The Marvels comes out, which I'll go see because it's a Marvel movie. It'll be good. It'll never be bad. But that's, I don't know, like the last few weeks, there's been nothing. There, I feel mm-hmm. like there's something. There's something out that I thought, well, at least Eric would watch it. Isn't there some kind of horror movie out? There's some horror movie out there. Well, that's the problem. Remember, I, the individual I watch movies with doesn't like horror movies. So I can't go see it because I can't go to the movies by myself because that's what weirdos do. So I can't do it. So I can't see, I think it was Nun 2, maybe? Oh, Nun 2 was out a long time ago, yeah. Okay. That's that's been that's been. I missed that one. That was one I was interested in, but... Oh, yeah, right now, apparently the only thing that's out is Five Nights at Freddy's, but you can watch that for free on Peacock You can watch it for free, and I I have Peacock, so I don't have to go to the show for that. I mean, there's all kinds of weird stuff, like, you know, apparently tonight is the one night only for all the anime shows, and Titanic, the musical, if I knew what that was, I would go watch that. If I knew that that was out, we wouldn't be recording tonight. We wouldn't be recording right now. We would record it yesterday. <laughs> and that leads me to something. Is Celebration does a really good job with the anime. They really do bring it. They But sometimes they get weird, and they do this one night only on like a Wednesday night or something yeah. stupid, and I hate that. I'm like, no. Bring whatever it is and just do it for the weekend, Friday and Saturday night. That's when that's when your crazies come out. That's when everybody's going to be there. Don't do like a Wednesday night. Anybody who likes anime and stuff, you're, you're either two types. You're either the working class like me who isn't going to come out in, in a weeknight, period. 
or you're the super crazy who's an in, you know in-house hiding in a basement not doing anything and i don't know do they go to the movies i'm not sure i'm not one of them i'm not, do they ever come out i'm not quite sure so you might want to just cater to the folks like me who love anime but i have to work a 9 to 5 and i have to maintain a a life i can't go see a movie at wednesday at 7 p.m. it's not going to happen you can't but other people can and i got i got to say it's not just a celebration thing because Regal does, mm-hmm. like I said, oh, these, Regal does these, anime these too. Two. Nice. I think it's the whoever the anime distribution in the in a theater company is is because in the Regal there's usually one on like a Wednesday, mm-hmm. but then there's usually one on a Sunday or Saturday or Tuesday or, or or whatever. There's one weird one, and then there is one weekend one. Although it usually is fairly late, probably because prime time on a weekend, there no theater is going to go. Yeah, sure, let me slot that in instead of Money Maker McGee movie. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think it's it's not a local thing. I'm sure it's whoever, you know, you know what I'm saying, the distribution mm-hmm. company. But regardless, that is what I was looking for. I was hoping there was going to be some anime that was going to be at the celebration. I even checked NCG. I didn't check Regal, but I did check NCG. Nothing. So I've gotten no movies in forever. I'm starving. I I want to sit down and watch a movie, have my nachos and my little dip and my slushy, and just enjoy so hopefully something comes out soon that I'm interested in. You just said miss the Marvels or whatever, but I don't know if I'm going to see that. I've, you know me. I've already talked about it. I've kind of fallen off the Marvel saga. Well, and you, because you have to pay full price for it and do all the stuff. Mm-hmm. For me, it's oh, just basically show up and yeah. you can see it. And, I mean, just like you said, I've just like the last two days, I've been feeling like, all right, I want to go see a movie, and if I don't, it's just going to it's gonna fall out of my brain that it's something to do and I'm going to cancel my subscription and I'll just never go anymore. So I feel like it's either this weekend or next weekend I think is busy, but I have to go soon. Otherwise it's just going to whoop. It's going to be gone. Yeah. I totally feel you. I get that. And that's kind of why I do it too. Cause if it, it goes too long, it becomes like, what do you need to do that for? You don't do that. You haven't done that in forever, so I'm going to keep it going. Unfortunately, this weekend's not the weekend because I'm going down south, as I told you guys, to the tour gaming uh, convention down in I think Columbus, Ohio, or somewhere around that region. I can't wait. Uh, hopefully, I'm all better by then, and it's not going to be a miserable experience and a fantastic experience instead. And I'm going to tell you, if you win that Jaguar, because it's like this is the Jag oh gosh, and the Jag CD. Uh-huh. If you win that, I will give you $500 for that pack just to have it because I'm a collector of weirdo. I'm a strangeoid. I got I got to have it. I got to have it. Probably, I'd probably do it because as cool as that is, and I do have a very specific memory of the Jaguar, I don't think that's something I would collect personally. So mm-hmm. if I wanted, I would probably actually do that for you. <laughs> and here's how much of a collector weirdo I am. I have no memory of the Jaguar other than seeing it in magazine ads. But as soon as I saw it on that page when – you sent the info to me. Uh-huh. I went. I have to. I have to have it, especially because it comes with the Jag CD. You got. You got to have it. it every. It was, every video gamer has to have a Jag and a Jag CD. Come on. And this could be false because I was a kid. The memory I have is I was walking in a store with my mom and dad, and I saw the Jaguar, and I think it was like six hundred ninety nine dollars or something. And I went, I want that. I I had no idea how good or bad it was. Uh I only had it at the time, I think, the Nintendo, maybe the Sega. At that time, maybe the Sega Genesis, you know, OG. 
And I just, I begged him. I was begging him for that system. I just sat there looking at it. And they had it in a really cool, like, light, under a light and a little thingy. Mm. The whole nine. And I was just going off. And my parents were like, you're just dumb as a rock. And they told me to shut the hell up. You ain't getting that. You're out of your damn mind. And, of course, being a dumb kid, I'm, I'm like, but that's my dream. You know, and mm. I was just. I was being that's a the kid. the only I was, thing I want right yeah, now. Yeah, that's the only thing I want. I'm, and I was whining and stuff. And finally they told me, literally, shut up or we're going to whoop your butt. And I did, because that's what I do. But that's my memory. I just remember seeing it once and just oogling over it and begging for it. And, of course, them telling me there's no way in hell. And then later in life, I remember in my brain as a kid, I go, man, wasn't it like six ninety nine or seven? I don't. It was like a super high price, like crazy high. And I'm like... Oh hell no! My parents were 100 percent right. That I'd have just slapped it back in my head and said, "You're you're just dumb. Shut up." <laughs> and regardless of the price, they made a good decision anyway, because yeah. notoriously not a good system, but still. Yeah, and it failed, and yeah, it never did really great. So there you go. That's my like one memory of the Jaguar, and that's the only reason why I would in, in any way be like, "Oh man, whoa, I got the Jaguar! Look, my dad finally after all these years, look what I did! I got it." Realistically, no, nah, I wouldn't keep it. So, you know, I'd, I'd pass it up. But there's other stuff that giveaways and prizes that I could get that would just be blow my mind. I'd love that PSP, you know, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go spend the money on one, but if someone just said, here's a PSP, I'd be like, sweet. And I'd totally put the PSP and the Vita together and just have them displayed in this curio I built. Put them up on those little clear stands and do all the yeah. stuff. And, you know, I know I'm going on long here, but I'll tell one more short spec that just came to my mind as I said curio. I did one other thing this week. I built the curio that I ordered offline. And now, if you'll remember, maybe you don't, because maybe I didn't talk about online, but I did talk with it about to Matt for sure. I said, I have problems with online. I like seeing things in person. I hate ordering offline. And I told Matt all the reasons why, about how it clickbaits you into going to some weird third-party crap, and then you end up buying garbage instead of the real deal. Happened again, man. Of course it did. Yeah. Beautiful curio. Beautiful curio. Uh, normally, normally three ninety nine ninety nine on sale for one seventy nine ninety nine. Looked gorgeous, looked great. Uh, it's like bamboo finish, really looking great. Transparent, like uh, 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 oh, oh, these glass panes, you know, beautiful, look great. Man, it's like two hundred dollars off its normal price. This is oh my god, what a deal, what a deal. This is I have to get this. This is perfect. This is exactly what I'm looking for for the basement. Click, bought it shows up whole bunch of chinese whatever you know writing on it well, that's not necessarily bad not great though i lift it up oh it's light as a feather mm-hmm. well this is definitely not good it's definitely gla- the glass alone should be heavier than this well okay get to the basement cut it open <sighs> it's like just i could just take the boards and just snap them with a fraction of the strength I have currently. And I'm, you know, I'm a fat 40 year old man now. So that, oh, that sucks. Okay, fine. Oh, look, it's actually just plastic, not glass. It's mm-hmm. just clear plastic. Oh, look, it's actually, you just slide it into these divots. So it's not even going to be secure, secure. It's only going to be held while, when you drill it all in and do all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Fine. Okay. If it's all set up, it's still going to be fine. Oh, look, they drilled the holes in such a fashion that the doors on the front panels never actually close mm. to the actual magnets. They're actually just hanging and they clip onto the wood. Well, it's not even wood, as I already said. It's some weird byproduct that just clips in. 
Saving Grace, Matt. And it still looks decent. I'll put it together. Still looks okay. Oh, see, then you don't have to worry about it. Non-Saving Grace is I know it's a piece of hot trash and garbage in every way possible. And it bugs the hell out of me. And it wasn't the pictures. And I want to show you. I really do. I want to show you. I want to take a picture of it, Matt. Uh-huh. And then show you the pictures, all the pictures. Because, you know, they had like nine of them on the actual product on Amazon that they had. And it's night and day. Not even close. Here's the thing, Eric. God damn it, Did you only look at the product pictures? I have to imagine yes. Probably. Whatever the nine pictures are, they show you. Because if you go down, and listeners will know what I'm talking about, you go down, there's customer images. So you can actually see the thing in the place. Uh-huh. And then now they have ones with video, and everyone does like a, like a two-second video because it's completely pointless and stupid. But they go, Ugh, and they sh- like if it's a desk, they go, and nobody says anything. But every now and then you get that like 10-minute video of the guy opening it up, he sets it up, he puts it up, you get to see it everywhere. You can't buy stuff without that. Even like uh, this little side dealy thing, this little rolly mini desk thing that I put here on the side over here that you don't even know about because I haven't ever shown you, but you can picture it, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. It's basically just a cart. Lifts up and down and has a shelf on the bottom. Even that, I wouldn't buy without seeing customer images. And some of them are, oh, mine's broken. Here is a picture of a broken thing. But a lot of it is just, here it is. It's in the place holding the thing. Are there 10 of those? Do they all look good? Cool. I shall buy this thing. Not reviews, but customer images. You got you to gotta look at that. That's my trick. That's what I do. That's what you got to start doing. I get it. I understand. I wholly agree with you. But it's some bullshit. It's some bullshit. All right. You know, that's fraud. That's straight up fraud. That's like, that's what the gangsters and the mafia and them used to do back in the day. Hey, Freddy, we got this got this dang good deal for you and then it ends up being like poop in a bucket instead of the the wine that you were uh, promised yeah how are we okay with this why is amazon allowed to do this what's happening nobody's what's okay on? with it but big retailers do that too that's what kohl's is oh it's 90 percent off now it's it was it was 10 bucks it was actually it, it wasn't 90 dollars yeah it's 10 you bucks. made it 90 dollars and said 90 percent off is 10 so you're just paying the normal price but there's the trick. Listen, listen to what I'm saying. Don't just be blinded by it. No, just no, no. Rem- I get it. Remember that. I'll remember it, but I'm swearing off buying anything from Amazon for now. But when I come back, customer images, got it. Won't forget. See, I am being nice, but also you're a fool. Anything that's major, like important things, like a curio cabinet, you got to go somewhere and look at that and buy that. You can't that's buy what that I'm going offline. To do. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I wouldn't have even done do it once. You can't even do it once. You got to do it right. No, I and the, well, you're, it's funny you say it because I did do it right the first time. I, I went and looked at curio cabinets, mm. but then I went, "Damn, these people are trying to charge." It was like seven forty nine, six forty nine, eight forty nine, a thousand twenty, and I'm like, "It is cheap wood and glass, people. What are you trying to buy get me for?" And I thought, you know what? Online, Amazon will have some good deals, right? I was wrong. Failed. Failed epically. <laughs> Failed epically. That's been my week. What about you? Now, I'm double jaded because mom has a really nice curio cabinet, and it's mm-hmm. not getting used right now, but I want to get it for my stuff. And so I'm like, oh, good. I ended up with a cheap one. I'm like, no, man, I don't know how much she paid for that one, but it's nice. It's good. It's, I, I don't think it's got lighting in it, but it's nice. Even, it's even heavy. Screw it. It's good. Heavy, good, yeah, sturdy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we used to have one from my grandma when she passed. Mm. But uh, after years and years, we just didn't really use it enough. You know, it, it'd have some stuff, but... 
and then we got rid of it. And now I regret that 100%, but yeah. it just wasn't useful, and we got tired of moving it and screwing around with it, so it sucks. That's what I want to put these in, because mm-hmm. I'm going to get a whole freaking row. Do a whole set. Thing. Oh, it'll ah, be gorgeous. It'll be so good. But how was my week? I'll tell you how my week was. It was a free week, and I felt like... You know, the weight of the world was lifted off my shoulders. Because as much as I do enjoy going to places and doing things, I've said it before, watching live entertainment is like the lifeblood for me. When I'm dead, I'm like the desiccated human. It's like take a sip of water and whoop, you know, you're a plant. And you go, whoop, I'm right back up. I'm alive again. But it's also a lot. There's a lot of shows and a lot of things I've been doing. So this week, I did nothing. There was nothing to do. It was great. It was wonderful. And just like usual, Eric played one game. I'm twice the man he is. I played two games this week. I'm so good. And I actually played three, but the third one was like for five minutes while I waited for something else to install. And that one of the games I played was Spider-Man 2. Got in a big old fat stream of it on Sunday morning, I think it was. Woke up after the time change at like 6.30. Played until almost noon. That game is so good. It's so much fun. I love every single moment in that game. And everything is so crazy. I said it on the What You're Playing before, but just the way that, you know, even when the crazy action is just in a cutscene, it's the most realistic depiction of like superheroic reflexes in a game, I guess is what I'll say. Because when stuff is just falling and he, and great, like I said, it's a cutscene. You can make any kind of computer person do anything. But he's ducking and dodging and diving and dipping and weaving so fast and so frenetically that it's just like this, you couldn't ever do this. And it, it, it gets me hot. It gets me excited. It gets me sweaty. After it's like over, I got to like wipe my brow and go, Whew. oh my God, I got to stop. But I can't wait to see the next thing. And even like little stuff, like the presentations, when you go into the Mysteriums, and I won't spoil anything, but like there's a transition when you get halfway done, it spins around and it goes back to Miles because it's a Miles exclusive side activity. And just that, it's so stylish and cool and it's intense and interesting because, you know, you're playing in the third person perspective and then it, whoo, it whips around and it's all tight. The cinematography, the, the camera work of this game, it's, it's insane. It's great. And the story stuff, the little stuff, like I said, the character moments, the everything else, I just love it. I love it. I love everything about it so far. I can't wait to play more, but I am also glad that I'm kind of pacing it out so it's not done already and me just go, oh, well, I, I burned through it and I did it. Oh, And it was amazing, but it's over and what else do I have to look forward to? So I can't wait to play it again, get even deeper into it. And then once the story's done, just smash through and get the platinum on it because this is the kind of game I always do that with, and I'm going to do it with this one. And then the only other game that I played this week, okay, well, the the one I said I played for five minutes is uh, Honkai Star Rail. When I'm si- Oh, no, there's another game I played. Okay, hang on. Okay, so when I'm sitting around waiting for somebody to come online, like on a Friday night, I'll usually ju- jump into Honkai for like 15 minutes I kind of fell off because I got through the main area. Cool. I went to the new world. You, you do a bunch of little, little random encounters going to the new place. And they were like, hey, come on by. We're going to go talk to the prime minister or whoever, the leader of the big city. And it's, you know, the follow the guy as he walks through the city thing. And there were like 20 people to talk to and this whole city underneath. And I went, oh, man, I don't, I don't have the energy to go pick up 50 quests in a city right now. So I haven't played it since, but I do still enjoy it. The combat's still fun. 
it's that weird fast kind of building up charge to do an ultimate, but it charges up a lot faster than you think. So like two attacks and then you have an ultimate ability that you can use for all the four characters. It's crazy, but it's, it, it kind of going to get my brain in like fast RPG mode instead of regular RPG mode. Like I'm in when I play Tokyo Mirage Sessions, Sharp FE Encore. I played through it. I, I pulled an Eric again because after that Spider-Man stream, I made lunch and I played from that moment all the way through till 1030 at night to finally beat that game. And I loved it. Like I've wanted to be done with that game for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And I told Eric this off air, but as I was going through, I'm like, all right, I'm beating it tonight. Oh, but hey, you unlocked a new side story. I don't want to do that. Hey, you unlocked yet another new side story. I don't really want to do that either. Hey, you unlocked new weapons. Hey, come on back and forge some new skills. And of course, I did all those things. Because you have to do all those things, even though you shouldn't do all the things, because you really just want to be done. And then the ending was so nice and so good. And it did my favorite thing of after the ending, you got like little slides with art of the character. And then on the side, here's what they did afterwards. Like here, oh, they became a big star and went on to do this and this and this and this. This character did, 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 did. And it was so good and so nice that I went, man, I feel like a real heel for just wanting to get done and not wanting to do everything in this game. Cause look at these characters. I got to learn their whole kind of life story and go on this journey with them. And I love these characters. So I felt real guilty about it, but it is over. It is done. I took the little card out of my switch and I filed it away. So I'm all ready to play anything else. And the other, other game that I did play, the only other one that I did play was on a Friday while I was waiting to see if a friend of mine could ever play a game without crazy interruptions and it was a whole thing and he's he's scowling at me because he doesn't want to think about it and he also doesn't want to know that i have a show on friday night so we can't even play after we made plans to do it regardless i've been playing the last two fridays final fantasy the or what is it called i can't remember what it's called theater rhythm final fantasy Re reimagine, yeah. re re redo it. The PS4, PS5 mm -hmm. one, the most recent one, yeah. because the Xenogears tracks came out. And my God, when I play those, I get a high like nobody's business. Not like a high, but I get so excited. And it's got it's got backgrounds for all of them. The monsters you fight aren't Xenogears monsters, but seeing the backgrounds, hearing that music, and playing it, and playing it on expert and fighting through it and playing it like 10 times until I get it 100% completed and now there's two more difficulties on top of it. That game is so good. And I can't believe I've forgotten about it for so long because, you know, I played it a bunch when it first came out and then, oh, it's time for big games. It's time for other games. That game is amazing. I love it because you're playing the best music in history in a rhythm game and it's fantastic and phenomenal. And I was going through just on the basic mode just to enjoy the songs and do all that stuff. But since I played Xenogears on Expert, it carried over Expert into the regular game into tunes that I don't even know, like playing stuff from Final Fantasy XIII 2. I, I recognize it from reviews and stuff, but playing those in Expert mode, which is only the second difficulty, I'm not saying I'm hot stuff or anything, it changes it up so much. It's so much more fun and engaging when you're dun, 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 instead of dun Dun, dun, you know, mm -hmm. you're hitting all the notes instead of just some. I love that game. It's awesome. Talking about it right now, I want to go play that. 
instead of the other things that are going to come out this week that I'm going to talk about later, instead of a game that you're playing right now that I need to get on and play, that game's great. That's, I mean, it's a given. I've said it before, but kind of like rediscovering it. Whew, it's good. But that was my week. It wasn't a lot of stuff, but it was some fun stuff. I had a great week. Man, I'll tell you, you want to keep that week going great? I can do that. I can do that for you because I'm already playing a bunch of amazing games. I'm already, I've already got a backlog of a bunch of amazing games. But this week, folks, you know what comes out? Something that's near and dear to my heart. It's a blast from the past. It's Tales of Arise Beyond the Dawn DLC. It hits 11 9 2023. So, right as you're listening to this, or, and, you know, it'll already be out when you're listening to this. Either way, doesn't matter. It's published by Bandai Namco. And, of course, it's developed by the Namco Tales team, which have been making these games forever and ever and ever. And which is one reason why Matt's hesitant and he still hasn't touched this game because he was scared because he had a bad Tales experience once and he doesn't want to do it again. And I understand because we actually had the same. One of the same Bad Tales experiences back in the day. But I told him, I said, no, this game's great. And he just hasn't touched it, though. And it's very sad because I went through and I went, you know what? I got to play this. I love Tales of Arise. I beat it. I've mastered it. I did everything you could do. It was such a, such a good game. And then I went, what's this one about? Okay, it's a year after the ending of, of course, Tales of Arise. You get to be Alfin. You get to be uh, all Shion, all the main characters. They're all coming back. And then there's a new uh, new character that comes into the fray, and she's being discriminated against. You, Alfin, you know, you don't dig that kind of stuff. You're trying to barter for peace for both factions. You're trying to vie for peace. And so all this comes down. She's being mysterious about what she's about, what's going on, and you got to figure it all out. So that's the gist of it. This is a wild DLC because it wasn't supposed to happen. The director of this game was like, no, we're not going to do DLC. The story is a full story, and it's going to be over. So it's, it's crazy that this even exists. Then on top of it all, it goes straight back in. And what it does is it takes your save from Tales of Arise, and you don't actually get the, those characters with all that stuff. It's tweaked things to make it viable and uh, challenging and or fun for this particular DLC. So you got to understand, understand you're not getting your exact characters and their exact items and stats and stuff. You're getting a generic set of things, the only thing added will be depending on where you were in the game when you played it, depends on what you get. So if you were at a certain level, you're going to get this much SP, CP, you know, gold, all that good stuff. If you beat the game and got everything you could get, max your levels out and whatnot, it's going to give you some ultra high end weapons to start the whole DLC out with. So you're going to get perks, but you're not getting who you were back. So just make sure you're aware of that. With that all being said, you can play this with having only touched, dabbled, or whatever with the original Tales of Arise game, but you will have no idea what's going on. None of this will make sense to you. Anything Alpha and Shion and the group are talking about, you'll have no idea because you didn't play the game, so you have no idea what they went through to get to where they are and why these two different folks are having all these problems dealing with one another and why they're even together dealing with one another in the first place. So... All that being said, make sure you've played Tales of Rise if you want to do this DLC. Otherwise, it really doesn't make sense for you to pick it up. And of course, if you don't know, it's an action RPG that uh, I loved back in the day. Great music. The action is like super fast-paced, too. Like It's going 100 miles per hour. You're making decisions on the fly. You can call over and get your other group members to do you know stuff. All that's happening. You can kind of direct what, what you want them to do. But in general, you only control one character at a time. 
and everybody else is just going to kind of roll with the punches. But I'll tell you this, I, it happened in the original game, and it's probably going to happen to this. If you are not on top of it and knowing you know, what you need them to do and what, what they should be doing, you will die. You have to make sure everybody's kind of playing a role and doing their part to keep you around and you have to share the wealth of you know using your magic and etc from the different characters because you'll run out very fast if you don't so it's kind of a commitment learning the combat system and getting it down packed but if you played the original i think it's gonna be worth it and the reason i said all that is because the big critique is that coming back after years of not having played and getting dumped into just battling again with this uh, some individuals are finding it a little frustrating because they're trying to pick their feet back up and figure out how to play this game again, especially since it's picking up after you've already got all your skills and you already know what you're supposed to be doing. And I understand that completely. Did it with like the Horizon DLC way back in the day, the Frozen Tundra or whatever it was. So I know what I'm in for, but I can't wait to get more anyway because the story's just that good, just like Horizon's Frozen Tundra or whatever it was called was. So you know what, folks? Tales of Horizon Beyond the Dawn out right now go pick it up on the ps5 speaking of out right now there's a lot of great games out right now there's a bunch of games i should be talking about there's indie games that are out that are really cool there's free games that are coming out that are really cool but this is a game i can't not talk about and eric's nodding because he knows because he knows i told him when this game comes out it's an atom bomb into my schedule of everything else that's why i had to finish tokyo mirage sessions because like a dragon guide and the man who erased his name it's out now as you're hearing this dropping on the 9th of november developed by rgg studio published by sega for this is actually a cross-generational one for ps4 or 5 for pc for xbox one or series consoles Ugh. this is the side story in the Like a Dragon or the Yakuza universe, where you're playing as Kazuma Kiryu once, once again, and you're finding out what he was doing between the events of Yakuza 6, which has a very specific ending, and why he showed up in the new one with Ichiban and all that stuff. And this also will transition into what's going to be happening with him in Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. So if you haven't been invested with this character for years and years and years, like so many of us have, like I have, you definitely need this chapter of the story. If you don't, if you're a newbie, this is still going to be a good entry for you because this is a bite-size, relatively speaking, Yakuza experience. This is the the brawler style that they have gone on with Judgment, and you know it was all through the rest of the Yakuza games. But it's, like I said, it's bite size. In some of those games, you could spend hundreds of hours getting everything done. In this one, most people are saying when they, you go through the story and just do some side activities, maybe 12 to 15 hours. Obviously more if you want to get every single side thing unlocked. But if you want just a, a piece of the Yakuza franchise, if you want to know what it's all about, definitely jump into this. Now, the story is a little different because Kiryu is working for a secret Japanese organization that's kind of pulling the strings behind the scenes. I don't know why yet because I'm not going to spoil it for myself. I don't know what's going to happen because I'm not going to spoil that for myself. But you are going through Sotenbori, beating up people. You're getting pulled back into the forever conflict between the Omi Alliance and the Tojo clan. And you got your Yakuza brawling style, the traditional brawling style, but now you have the agent fighting style because he is the secret agent. And it's all about wacky gadgets and crazy things. And they've been spoiled for me, so I'll spoil them for you people out there. You got like rocket skates that allow you to zip all around the battlefield. You got exploding cigarettes you can throw in and blow away half the enemies. And you got the Spider-Man whip, this thing that whips out of your wrist. And you can grab enemies 
And it made me laugh so hard. It made me throw my hands up in the air. It made me became, become that meme you know, of the, the guy with the hoodie, and he goes, I'm about to destroy this whole man's career. And he does something, and then all his friends are going, oh, and going nuts. I became that entire meme when I saw Kiryu flip out this whip and literally just grab a dude, and he just, whoo, ragdoll chucked him all the way across the screen. Like, he grabbed a dude from off screen. So it's just looking at him about to fight some dudes, and whoo this dude just went flying across and i just went that's perfect that's all i want i want super serious story time you know dark yakuza drama mafia drama and then i want in the actual fighting just the craziest over the top stuff and that's what you're going to get here and you're going to get tons of side activities too you're going to get meeting the cabaret club hostesses in actual full-on fmv sequences with actual models from japan yeah, that freaked me out. That was weird. That was weird. That's what everybody I, I keeps saying. That out, and I was like, wait, what? Is that real? What's going on? And I kept re- I'm like, no, it's real. It's, those are real people, right? Those are real people, right? And it took me a minute. And I had to go read up on it and figure it out. I was like, okay, no, it is real people. All right. And everybody who's been saying it's weird obviously never played Yakuza 6 because is that when no. you get in like an internet chat room and it's a real woman on the webcam? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know how to say it, but it's like a realistic situation. You go and talk to a woman. I feel like the chat room one was a little, a little funky. The, uh, I think in Yakuza Zero wasn't there a call-in one, and they had footage of real women. So it's, it's been a thing. Mm-hmm. If you're a Yakuza mainstay like I am, if you're a purist, that's you're right, a true fan. You know, you've got the pocket cart racer. You've got all the Sega retro games you can go and play. You got all kinds of stuff. You got the Coliseum, which you can brawl in and have team fights in. And I'm so glad that I watched a bunch of reviews on this. I think I watched four or five today as I was getting geared up for this. But one of them said, obviously there's been Coliseums in all the other games. You go in and you fight either a bunch of dudes or just one-on-one. and It's a Coliseum. You know what you're getting into. But in this one, you can make a team and have this giant team battle. So you'll go in as Kiryu and be punching dudes, but then off to the side you'll have Majima, and off to the side you'll have a recurring side character that's been in all the games. Like, I saw some sneak previews of some of them, and I'm like, oh my god, he's here, oh my god, he's there, oh wow, that's so cool. But this review said, you can also play as those characters. You don't have to be Kiryu. So you can load in as whoever. You can load in as Bob, the guy you've done side quests with in all the Yakuza games. And they have unique movesets. So it's not, you know, it's not as deep as Kiryu's moveset, and you don't have, like, multiple movesets. But going in and playing all these different characters who you've seen for years, decades now, and you get to play as them, and they're not just using Kiryu's moveset, that's incredible. As a Yakuza fan for forever, it blew my mind. I can't wait to recruit every single person and try them all in here and see how they fight. This guy who I've been buying weapons from forever, how does he fight? What does he do? Oh, my God. So good. So good. I cannot wait to play this. I will say it apparently is on Game Pass because all the articles said, yeah, it's day one on Game Pass. But if you go on Game Pass, I can't find it. If you go on like the coming soon on Game Pass, it's not listed there. So I don't know if this is available. So I did have to buy it. I bought it and downloaded it on my PS5. It's ready to go for tomorrow when I can't play it, for Friday when I can't play it. For Saturday, maybe, if I'm not doing something else. But be aware it's apparently on Game Pass. So if you have that, dip in and try it out. you got to at least try it out. This is a franchise that's been going on forever. It's been going on forever because it's amazing and wacky 
and crazy, but then also super serious and dramatic. And people have been saying like the ending cutscene, they didn't spoil it, they didn't say what's happening, but it's like such an emotional cutscene, especially with Kiryu and whatever he's going through at the time. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I want. Because at the end of Yakuza Like a Dragon, all that stuff with Ichiban was like the best, most emotional performances and, and, and mocap and capture that I've ever seen in a Yakuza game. So knowing that they're carrying that over here with a character who I've been with forever, I'm excited for that. I mean, I'm assuming it's going to be sad because if it's a really happy cutscene, well, I guess I'd be happy for that too. But nobody would say it's a really emotional cutscene. It's going to be an emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be crying manly tears, but I'm going to be so happy that I've played like a dragon guy and the man who erased his name, getting myself ready for like a dragon infinite wealth next year. I think that's just in January, isn't it? Holy cow. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. Well, one snippet, man, maybe two before we just jump into BlizzCon, which happened this last week and discuss anything of interest is one PlayStation is ending its integration with the X and Twitter feeds, mm-hmm. which and that's happening this week. So as of the end of this week, you, I think it's tomorrow, you will not be able to, you know, take a picture, share it directly to X slash Twitter or whatever. You're, yeah, it's crazy. That that integration is leaving and going away. You'll still be able to use your mobile app or whatever to, you know, share the picture, take the picture or whatever, and then, then send it that way. But you'll no longer just boom, bling, do you want to share yes to the socials. Now, I saw that that was happening, and I went, oh, okay, I've done that a couple times for the show. Like, when I killed you in Division, mm-hmm. I definitely shared that via the Twitter integration. But I went, oh, I don't use that that much. But all the time, people use this. All the time. Whenever they get a trophy, they always share it to X. Mm-hmm. You know, when I look up, like a Dragon Gaiden, tomorrow, or... If it ends tomorrow, then there won't be. Normally, there would be, if it was on PlayStation 4, it'd be the screenshot with the little trophy thing in the corner and the little description that it auto-puts in. Now on PS5, everybody's posting up like the little, their little clips because it's just fun, especially when you get a platinum and you can put that out there and people can see. I don't know. It's just, even if you don't get any likes on it, it's fun to do. So I wasn't expecting to be sad, but now thinking of it right now, it makes me sad. Yeah, I didn't use it much, but I did do it for like uh, platinum. So anytime I got the platinum, I'd take the you know screenshot, share it up to the Twitter feed, say, "Hey, thanks for you know making an amazing game, such and such, whoever it was." So it's not a it's not a deal breaker for me. And to clarify, it'll be Monday, November thirteenth, when the integration stops. So you have the rest of this weekend to have a little bit of fun with if you want to use it. After that, it's all gone. But I did use it once in a while, and it was cool. And then there's a lot of other articles which you can go read on the different websites of like. What's that mean for the share button? You know, there's not too much functionality for that button. The kind of the main point was to quickly be able to, boom, capture, share, and throw it on the socials and get your who's and ha's and everything else. With that gone, what is the point? Is this button just going to disappear? Are they going to re- you know reinvent it? Or was there a lot more practicality behind the uh, scenes that you don't really think about or do for people all over the place? And I think there was that because there's a content creator who I follow and he mentioned, oh, who cares about Twitter? But I always only used it to grab clips to put into my YouTube stuff. So if you're a content creator, you're definitely using the share button. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, obviously that's how I get into the stream when I would stream directly from the console. So there, at least there's that. But I don't know, maybe I was going to ask, are communities still a thing? They were on PS4, so you could still have your little community and, and be popping stuff in there. I don't think they are in PS5 because we'd be signed up for the 
the third shift one still, right? Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine so. So I got to imagine, no, that they're gone. But I don't know for sure because I haven't really delved or messed with it. So, But maybe if you're still in like big group chats with all your buddies, your Modern Warfare team, and you're, oh, my God, look at this KD ratio. Blip. Check this Blip. out. Blip. Check this out. And it got used a little bit. I remember Jared and whatnot. My brother used to do that via the share button. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe there's uh, some practicality left in it. But either way, it doesn't matter. The integration with the uh, X slash Twitter is ending, and that sucks, you know, just, just for the few limited times I used it. Now I'm never going to post because that's t- it's another step that I'm not going to take. And it was that easy to literally go click, share, and it was on. I would do it. And I only did it for big events, mind you. Now, no, never again, never again. And that sucks. That's a bummer. I don't really see the reason why they would end the integration unless there's some kind of financial uh, background sure stuff going is. on. Yeah. Yeah, and it must be. So that's just a bummer. And then the second little tiny tidbit before just talking about BlizzCon and ending the episode for the day is this, Matt. It's a little sad news. February, uh, you've got Persona 3 Reload. You've got Final Fantasy Rebirth. You've got Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. You've got Fan- the Refantasio, the Persona team that did 3, 4, and 5. And you've got that title coming out. And you've got, uh, what's the other one? There's another one. There's another big RPG coming out. There's five giant RPGs coming out in February. And that's not to mention, like, a dragon comes out in January. Mm -hmm. All right? So you're already going to be eating good on a 90-hour game in January, and then come February, five big hitters come. Five of them. Reload, not missable. The Persona team making Refantasia, not missable. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, not missable. Grand Blue Relink, I don't want to miss it, but that's like a maybe, could miss it. Even even if I did miss that and the other one that's not coming to my head right now because my computer messed up and I lost what I was looking at. Sucks. That's still three, Matt. That's still three heavy-hitting freaking 80, 80, 90-hour RPGs. Just want you to remember, we got big, big hurdles coming up. So just keep that in the back of your brain. Uh, rethink yourself, rethink your mind, maybe create a device that allows us to stop time. Just up to you. You know, figure it out. But we're in the situation right now. We are already there. We're already yeah. there. And then we're going to be there again. And mm-hmm. I hate to be like, oh man, this really sucks. It really sucks. Because right now, Alan Wake 2 is slipping through the cracks right now. Because it has no choice but to do that. But it also is its like the most good first world problem. I know, right? So I feel like a jerk for me. I'm like, man, this sucks. There's too many good things out. But that is how I feel, and that is what we say on this podcast. Is what we said right. all this year, mm-hmm. all, like all, the whole year. All the, the whole year's been that, and it's continuing to be that. And there's going to be more games dropping just in the next couple weeks. And then on top of that, in January, in February, I'm sure there's stuff coming in March, and April, and May, and June, and everything will just be the whole next year will be full of amazing games too, and. I hope it is, but at the same time, I'd really just like to get fired, but also with a stipend so I have free time that I can just play mm-hmm. games all day and then actually play and beat some of these games. That would be very nice. That would indeed be very nice, but it's probably not going to happen. So we're probably going to have to struggle and figure out what games are the most important to us and keep on keeping on as we do. And with that being said, ah, BlizzCon came. I, I watched as much as I could, you know, with life being what it is. But I did get to check out quite a bit of it and have so much fun with it. 
and it just brought another problem on because I'm on a, I want to get back into World of Warcraft. And I'm like, wow, how, how is that? That's not even, it's not even possible. How, how could I possibly do it? But I have to. Because, Matt, in the World of Warcraft area itself, they just announced World of Warcraft Classic, uh, the Discovery, the Season of Discovery. And I went, well, what the hell is this all about? Now, I heard, I heard rumors about WoW Classic 2.0, where they're just going to redo WoW Classic, but with all the modern stuff, you know. And I was like, that sounds great in and of itself, modern graphics and everything. But they didn't. They said, no, we're going to Season Discovery. And I went, okay, well, tell me. What it is, it's WoW Classic, but they've revamped it so it's not as grindy as old Classic WoW is, which I think they've already done just now in the newest WoW. So it's not as grindy. Then on top of that, you get to find all new stuff. They've hidden new treasures, new things all over the environments for you to find. And then on top of that, they've added a new system, the rune system, which allows you to change fundamentally what your character is. And these runes are all hidden throughout the world. So you've got to discover them as you go into this troll, Knoll's dungeon, Troll's dungeon, whatever, all these different places, hiding in nooks and crannies, getting these runes, finding this stuff to change your, your mage. So you can be like a tank mage, frostfire mage. You can get these runes to change fundamentally how you play. And then they said, that's not all though. We want everyone to be able to have a chance to discover this and have a good time. So we're capping you at 25. So you're only going to be able to get to 25. And then we redesigned all the dungeons to fit up to that. And we did Black Fathom Deeps as a raid instead. So it's redone from the bottom up with new items, new gear, new everything as a raid for you to cap out at 25 while you're finding all these new things. And I was sold. I was just so in on it. I was like, oh, my God, I get to actually be part of this again, have so much fun, find these new items in these environments that I previously played and had such a good time with. Matt's shaking his head, but he's crazy. He doesn't understand how awesome this is. And, oh, I can't wait. No, I do understand. I do understand. And you're marking a punk and a buster, and you and everybody who's excited for this is (laughs) freaking stupid because I know exactly what's going to happen. Here, Put a bookmark on this and come back to it in 10 years when they go, oh, we redid Classic WoW and we remade it to be like new Super Dreamer mode. And then in 10 years, guess what? We're going to make Classic WoW 2.0 where we're going to take it back to like old school Classic WoW. So if you wanted Classic WoW and now we changed Classic WoW, now there's going to be more Classic WoW. It's going to be even older and harder and grindier. And then 10 years from that, they'll go, hey, guess what, though? We got Classic WoW 3.0 because now we took the stuff from the current game and put it into Classic WoW 1, and now we're bringing that into Classic WoW 2. But also, in addition, Classic WoW 3 is going to open up for you if you really wanted the Classic WoW Classic WoW. It's... You're feeding into the machine, Eric. Don't let them do it to you. That's all I'm saying. That's going to be great. We're going to have a ton of fun. Can't wait. Starts up uh, in a couple weeks. So me and Jared are already ramping up, getting ready to go on our new adventure. And that wasn't even it, though. That wasn't even it. Wow, classic cataclysms hitting. That didn't interest me, even though I did perk up a little bit because I had such a good time with the Firelands raid and whatnot. They said they are going to revamp a lot of the uh, leveling issues that was in the original Cataclysm event and change this and that. And I'm like, well, that'd be kind of cool because there was definitely some problems that annoyed me. But I have such fond memories of that very first raid there. And I was like, maybe I'd just play to do that. And I went, nah, we'll skip it. We're going to have enough fun with the Discovery one I just talked about. And then they went, hey, and guess what? Next year is the War Within, the very first expansion of a saga it's a three-part 
expansion, which you're doing as you know this whole saga, and it's going to be a whole thing, and it's all involving the re- this the biggest problems of Azeroth. What the hell have the Titans been doing? What are they actually here for? What are they actually protecting against? What's happening? In, in the whole scheme of things, you know, the, the big giant base, good or evil is coming to play and you're going underground. You're fighting all the spider folks, the, the whatever, the Nez, whatever, God bless, whatever the hell they're called. But you're going underground and they want to go to the time where they were actually magnificent not just undead creatures of the rat, you know, the Lich King and whatnot. So we get to see them in all their, their glory down underneath. Up in the old subterranean environments, having a blast with these new—well, not new creatures, but just revamped creatures—and of course, discovering the fundamental problems happening with Azeroth, and of course, the giant sword that was stuck into the planet. You know, on the previous uh, DLCs, you know, way back in the winds, they haven't really talked about much. Well, they're going to actually finally start discussing all of that and why that happened. What was being targeted? What's going on? Then they promised you're going back to uh, in the in the next DLC to Kelthanis, the Sunwell, and then all sorts of issues there. And then, of course, later on, you're going back to Northrend, where you, of course, defeated the Lich King to find out about the last Titan. All this stuff just got me back. Oh man, I remember. I remember all these. I remember all these stories and these timelines. Oh, I can't wait. And it was Chris Metzen, and he was out there, and he's back. He's the one. He's the OG. He's the one who created StarCraft, World of Warcraft, all Warcraft 3, all everything you like about Blizzard, he's the one who dreamt it up. And he's back. They got him back. They dragged him out of the grave. And they went, you're coming out of retirement. He said, oh, that's fine. I want to come out of retirement. I'm bored. So he's back in here telling the stories, figuring it all out, and hopefully he does a good job of it. He definitely sold it on stage. They had a cinematic that was just phenomenal. Which, that's Blizzard. They always have cinematics that are phenomenal. I will say, though, it was Anduin, and Anduin's such a baby, and he cries all the time and whines, and that part annoys me, but Thrall, you know, man, just looking cool as ever. And even Anduin looks cool as all hell, so just really neat. Had a blast. I got hyped. I got all in there. You know, I'm in the feels. I'm having fun. Just like much as much as Matt would if, you know, there was like a, like a dragon, big just... 40-minute exhibition of everything going on, and Matt would be doing that. You know, this is, for me, that. Bringing back all those wonderful memories, playing these games, having such a blast with everybody. And I'm like, maybe this can happen. Maybe it's going to happen again. I, I really hope so. Doesn't mean it will, but I got excited and had fun with it. So if you're not a dweeb and a creep and a, and a oh, weirdo who never learns God, right. from his past, how he always jumps in and says, this is the time, and then five days later, he comes on the podcast and goes, yeah, everybody max level it out, and no, nobody plays with me, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to play it for another week, and I'm going to drop it. But I am not just, I'm not just busting Eric's balls. I will say the only Activision Blizzard news that I'm going to bring up, because it interests me because something happened today that made me feel good, and it's not this initial piece of news. But it's been reported Overwatch League, it's dead. It's gone. It's possibly getting sold to like the Saudi Gaming League because apparently there's a Saudi League for everything. We've talked about the PGA one on a shifter multi topic at some point way back in the past, months ago. But I was watching a certain content creator who will remain nameless who was talking about this and went, actually, I never really thought Overwatch was a very great esport because it doesn't have the visibility of League because you can't really make out what's going on because it goes so fast and it's missing the attention of this and this and this and this and blah, 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 all the stuff that I've talked about of why League is the best esports and should win it every single year at the Game Awards. The thing I talked about last year, because I sampled them all, you remember this, and I talked about the ups and downs of all of them. 
this person said all that stuff. And I went, you, you stole that from me. You were listening to me and you heard it. This just proves that I'm right and I'm great and everything I say is right and great. But I mean, it is true. I've, I've watched Overwatch League all last year. I put in a couple months watching it. It goes so fast that you can't parse out what's happening, even though the commentators do try their best and you do get those overhead camera shots, but you can't tell what's happening. And since everybody's so high skill, you, the player, can't do what you see. It's impossible to do. So when this was going to be the biggest esports gaming league of all time, it shot itself in the foot by being what it is. So I'm not... I'm not saying I'm not I'm not being that same content creator and saying yay I'm glad it failed. It makes sense. It is sad if you are a big Overwatch League player and you are good enough to see the stuff and do the stuff, but it make it makes sense. But I'm tying that in to your Activision Blizzard BlizzCon Magoo. We're linked up right there. We're both talking about Blizzard stuff. Yeah, I saw you know I saw some of the Overwatch stuff, but uh, unfortunately, I feel like Overwatch is you know dying. It's going away. It's not going to come back. There's that too. Yeah, I just I feel like it's out. You know, the league the league didn't help it any because for reasons like you said, it wasn't going to work anyway. But then on top of that, anybody seeing something dying like that generally jumps ship. Mm. You generally just jump out, regardless of what the reasons were or if it's rational or not. It doesn't matter. You hop ship, you go to whatever's still alive, whatever's kicking, whatever's popping and hopping. And I think that really hurt it when they realized it just wasn't going to work fundamentally forever. And they had to go ahead and get it going, you know, get it off. And then they fell on their promises with the PvE experience. The whole reason behind making Overwatch 2 in the first place, they failed completely with that. I think it was like a two hit. Just boom and boom. And then to top it all off, apparently, and I can't confirm this because I haven't gone to look, but... They're charging exponential amounts for uh, all sorts of microtransactions and crap. You know, like this K-pop band they're uh, collabing with, apparently. It's super expensive and pissing everyone off like crazy. I was just going to say that because for some reason, my Instagram feed, it's all K-pop now. Mm -hmm. Because it just goes through random waves of nonsense. It went from gym stuff to K-pop. So I've seen this band and I've seen the the ads for it. I'm like, you know, if you just play and earn that, that'd be kind of cool. But then, well, oh, if you if you want to get the whole bundle, it's like fifty five ninety nine for mm-hmm. like five skins and like a couple taunts and maybe a voice line. I'm like, man, that's that's why people don't like Overwatch two anyway. I mean, like the Lilith skin wasn't that like fifty bucks on its own yeah. when that it, first $50. came out. Dollars. Yeah, it's like a video game for a skin. It's like, what kind of psychopathic crap is this? It's Even somebody who loves Diablo like you would definitely never do that. I would never do that. No. So it's just I think they're 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 shooting themselves and then then with the the league part that just was the way it was going to end, but it just stinks. You know, you all know we we're not hating to hate. You know, we loved Overwatch. We played the hell out of Overwatch. I wish it's, I even talked to him. I said, should we maybe like put it back on and give it another go and try again? But it was just half hearted and they're like I don't know. Mm-hmm. Eh. But then they 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 came out with BlizzCon and didn't really impress me. There's nothing I really cared about that much. You know, they revealed the uh, the new uh, Samoan. I think he's Samoan, Samoan yeah, yeah. character with the the two the two guns and everything. And and I was like, that's neat, but man, it's just another character. I'm not really you're not really selling me on it. There's nothing fundamentally here that you're bringing to the table that's gonna. I have to get back on Overwatch and check this out. So and it does suck because it used to be that way. Whenever there was a new character, 
we wanted to be in there. Mm-hmm. When Ash came out, you were like, oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. I'm going to main Ash. I'm going to play her as much as humanly Bridget, possible. Right Ash. Now. Yeah. Yep. But now it's just kind of, eh, it's, it's there. It exists. It doesn't. And, it, and like you said, it is a shame because I do miss those days of us playing Mystery Heroes all night long mm-hmm. or Total Mayhem, especially all night long, just having an absolute blast. And it's just gone now. Now, I'm going to transition. There's so many things I did want to talk about, and we're running out of time to do it, but a couple yeah. things I do have to mention. Going from the biggest company in the world, literally with Microsoft now as Blizzard, I'm going to mention that some piece of news today that made me very sad. Indie developer who made Night in the Woods was working on a follow-up. I didn't write down the name of the follow-up because I found out about the follow-up like today as I was hearing this news. That game is now canceled. Because that dev, and it's a very small dev team. There's like three or four or five of them. Uh, that dev and another one, I believe, have some like literal critical health issues. Like he's got literal cardiac disease now. So he can't work on that anymore. The The little group that was running it decided just to cancel that game. So a major bummer. Night in the Woods was phenomenal. I love that game. I was very excited to hear about a new one coming up. I think maybe it had been rumored or like, fake announced before but now that project's dead that project's gone and i have to mention it because you're talking about alan wake 2 so much and this is opens up the door for a bigger discussion but we won't get into that in addition to alan wake 2 dropping remedy had a an earnings call i believe and the ceo said hey oh yeah they do the max Payne one and two remakes Mm -hmm. they've moved to the production readiness stage and control 2 is in the proof of concept stage I'm so sad. I'm so sad. Now, they are moving forward, which is good. But I went, this is a moment where Randy Pitchford is a smart man. Don't announce anything until it's like two weeks from being out because they've talked about the Max Payne 1 and 2 remakes for months. I've known about them probably for a year maybe at this point. Who knows? I don't know if that's right, but it feels like over a year. All right. Where are they at on it? They just dropped uh, Alan Wake 2. That's got to be coming around the pipe. Oh, we're getting ready to start working on it because now we think we have an idea of how big this project will be. Shit. That means it's going to be like four or five four years. Four or five away. years. Yeah. I've been drooling and fiending for those two remakes for what feels like forever. Mm-hmm. And now it's going to be forever. Yeah. And control two, that's going to be even more, more forever because they don't even have production readiness ready. Yeah. I, I thought about that timeline and like I said, we're out of time, but my children, when the Control 2 hits, realistically, will be all graduated from high school. Yeah. I won't have kids sitting here anymore. Or if they are, they're adults in college. <laughs> when Control 2 hits. Right now, in this moment, it's unfathomable. It's crazy. It's insane to me. But that's a reality. That's real. That's going to happen. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about Control 2 and I'll in my, in my what's happened this week, Eric? <laughs> I'll be like, oh, my daughter... God did like this or that and went to, uh, was that U of M or wherever college she goes to, you know, we telling you stories of that or helping her move some dumb thing or fix a pot. You know what I mean? It's going to be, I'm going to be telling you Terry stories, which is an inside reference uh-huh. at that point in time. It's wild. I can't even think of it. And we do, we, we say it in jest, but you know, Eric and I have been having issues lately, physical issues, getting old, getting to be old men. We always joke about, uh, are we going to make it? 
to see those things? Yes, damn it. I mean, anything disastrous could happen to anybody at any time. I mean, it could happen tomorrow, and you know, if it came out a week from now, we still wouldn't see it. But it's the same thing. Last thing, I have to mention it because it ties into this. People were talking about Grand Theft Auto 6. Are we ever going to live to see Grand Theft Auto 6? Rockstar announced the first trailers coming out in December. So that's another one. Like, how long was that in development? Yeah. A decade plus? Mm-hmm. I have that feeling with Max Payne 1 and 2 and, and Control 2. Are we ever? Are we going to make it to see it? Because we could not. Well, I've said it before. We might not. Yeah, I'm only, I've only got maybe two more Final Fantasies in me before I'm dead. Yeah, yeah. Think about that. That's crazy. <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> I can't die. I need to. I need to. What's when's the Final Fantasy? I need to be around for the Final Fantasy. There's never going to be one because it's going to print oh, money forever. Oh, You're never going to see the final World of Warcraft expansion because there will never just... see it. Yeah, I'll be gone. It's going to keep going. All these things are going to keep going. I'll never see them all. What about you out there in podcast listener land? What other things that are happening this week did we not even get a chance to get to because we got to so much other good stuff? Or what are your opinions on that other good stuff that we did talk about this week? Let us know via the email, thirdshiftme, gmail.com, on the Twitter machine, at thirdshiftme. Find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Hit the Discord, the Patreon. Hit me up on Twitch when you see me streaming. Jump in the chat. People have been slacking. I know Howard. He's been waiting for the YouTube VODs. I need his ass in there making awkward comments because he didn't watch like the first four hours and he jumped in and was like, what's going on here? Why does he have a black suit on? Where'd that come from? Who's this man that you're talking to? Why are you calling him Harry? Who's that? Jump in and do that for me. Just do that. You do need to do that. And of course, our folks over there that have been listening to the Shifter Monthly Topics and the Watch Your Plans... We are going to talk to you about some of your awesome replies when we do our next episodes of those. So don't think we've forgotten you and don't think we don't want to talk about what y'all said. It's been fantastic. It's fun. It's awesome. It's great. It's good. But of course, for those just listening and not knowing any of that and not getting to hear or see any of that, you know what? Go over to Patreon right now. Throw in three bucks, five bucks, some bucks. You'll get to see all those wonderful episodes and have a good old time with us talking and expanding on some ideas and just going off the rails on some stuff. It's all over there for you if you want to. But you know what? If you can't throw a tip our way, throw a buck or two, five bucks, whatever it is, that's okay because you can go over to the old wonderful YouTubes. You can go over and check us out there. You can go over and check us out on the the iTunes. Give us a five-star ratings. The Spotify, give us a five-star ratings. You can go to freaking Twitch, watch Matt rock and roll, and just like he just said, go over there and have some fun. And then while you're there, throw us your freaking Prime sub, you know? You can do all those things. You can give us these wonderful, wonderful uh, mailbag questions, comments, etc. Just like some of our fun yahoos are doing over on the SMT, which I just mentioned. You can do it here on the show proper as well. You can get a Discord. You can do all that stuff, and it helps keep the lights on, keeps us happy, keeps you happy, hopefully. But I'll tell you what, just do it. It's like Nike, right? Just do it. And I do got more stuff on BlizzCon, but the show's over. So maybe next week I'll talk more about it. And next week will be happening on or around the 16th of November. That's when the next episode will be dropping. You can find it on iTunes and Stitcher on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing, like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. Indeed we do. And Turkey Day's coming, folks. Gobble, gobble, gobble. You know, remember old Gobble Wobbler, whatever his name was in that old Borderlands game? Remember old him? I think they got some kind of toy or something going on. I don't know. I got to go check that out. I could have swore I saw something about a little figurine or some crazy turkey thing going on. 
And it, it's just, it always hits the spot. I, I finally remember that moment and us playing that, you know, that particular little Halloween, not Halloween, Thanksgiving DLC with fond memories. And I will say, Eric, sad, sad news for you. My mini did come in, so you don't get to see the Waddle Gobbler mini as the D&D character when we finally actually do get to a two-week delayed D&D session. But you get to see my cool mini, so there is at least that. And the show's gone on too long. I could talk about a million other things. I want to talk about Tom Bear, and I want to talk about his Bright Arts collection, how it's so cool and it's so amazing. But we'll save that for another time, because now there's nothing else to say but... Don't forget to say. Shut up and sit down.